All right, so here we are, episode 14, guys. Uh, Cutler Cast is live. Uh, we actually came back from San Diego uh, last night, and uh, we wanted to get something in quick because we had a pretty eventful weekend, and we want to touch upon a couple of things. So what, did you, what did you think about the traffic on the way home? It's terrible. We I always talk about traffic. Uh, I'll stop and go. I See, I didn't hit it. I hit it a little bit yeah. around L.A., and so... One time in my life, I ran out of gas, and that was on the way on the way moving out here because my vehicle said yeah, I had yeah, fifty man. miles left. Towing the trailer, and yeah. ten minutes later, I ran out. So I had that flashback. I'm I'm getting to the end of like San Bernardino, and I'm going up these hills, and it says the next one seven miles yeah. away, and my light comes on, and I was like, oh no, am I going to run out of gas again? <laughs> but I ended up making it. See, I've ran out of gas too many times, so I know better now. I don't really push it too 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 far. And I remember yesterday when I was driving. And she's like, you know, we had like half a tank of gas. And she's like, we need to get gas in San Diego. I said, no, no, we're going to get it like when we get a place where we can just pull off the freeway, which I should have just got it because the hotel had like two gas stations like, like across 100 yards down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, of course, I waited uh, until we got a little bit out because I just wanted to get on the road. And, uh, you know, I figured after 10 o'clock. And it reminds me so much why I hate California uh, with the traffic. I thought I mean, it was your I, favorite place. I love the weather. But the traffic is horrendous. And luckily, we didn't have to drive that far. I mean, we went to the gym that night. Um, the first night we got there, um, you know, we set up the booth and, and whatever. But we uh, were able to go train at the gym, yeah, which is one of my favorite places to train. But the parking lot was crazy, crazy full. Of course. We had to park up top. And, we had to uh, park up in some down trolley and, station and walk. But, man, you know, we talked about the uh, activity in the gym and how crazy it was. And they're like, it isn't even busy. Yeah, no. How crazy was it? I'm, uh, I'm thinking of something else before that. So we're walking down and you're like, some fan's going to see me walking down the yeah. side of the street, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, nah, whatever. And then a couple minutes later, yo, Jay Cutler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. guy who was standing yeah. there, you're like, see, you should have filmed this. <laughs> yeah, because I was, you know, I was ready to train. I mean, that's the thing is like, I love going to places and, checking out the scenery and gyms. And like I said, it's one of my favorite places, you know, Derek trains there and, you know, Sergio was there and we got to visit with him. What's a the, bit. you know, maybe touch on the history a little bit about that gym. Cause it was iconic for a long yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, it was golds and then it was worlds and now it's, uh, it's called the gym. The gym. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's right there, uh, off the five freeway. You can see it. And, uh, I know Nasser back in the day, Milos used to train there. I mean, some of the greats were there, I'm sure there's a long list of others, but yeah. uh, it it has like an they did a huge thing during the you know the pandemic or whatever they they opened up the rooftop so they had like an outdoor which we didn't get to go up. I'm disappointed because when I was talking to Doug Miller, you know who owns Core and obviously helps me sell the products, he uh, he was like, oh yeah, we trained outside. It was great. We didn't even think of that. We should have gone up there and trained. Yeah, That'd because it probably wouldn't have been. Yeah, we wouldn't yeah. have been as crowded, right? But we mm. I'm used to working out downstairs and i mean that i didn't was even know they had busy. that on the roof i didn't yeah even know so that. if we went up another level past where we did cardio at the end we would have been able to do that so anyone that's in the san diego area you got to check out that gym it's just uh yeah it's awesome man yeah it's, it's nice i mean besides just the parking situation but once you get inside it's i like it because it has all kinds of new equipment but it has some yeah. real iconic equipment and when you look around you see all the old marketing from yeah. companies that are 20 years old you're like oh man 
you know, just so-and-so used to work, be with that company. They still have that on the wall. Yeah. So you get to see a lot of cool stuff. But Yeah, and we were able to do radio that morning, uh, which yep. was cool. Um, we got up super early, and we actually have – I have a film of that, so I'll put, be putting that up somewhere on, on YouTube. But uh, we were able to film for uh, one of the major radio stations there. And then people can hear you try to – Oh yeah, I was uh, guessing. Uh, no, it wasn't saying. Finish that more, lyric. Yeah, finish the lyric, and uh, I figured out uh, what was it, Deb- and, Debbie something or yeah, and then Gangsters Paradise. Yeah, Coolio yeah. came up, and you didn't know the yeah, lyrics. I didn't know, the so lyrics. you got clowned. <laughs> I mean, I could have said. I guess they would have given me the points just because it was me, but uh, I let I let the girl have one. You're um, a big loser. Yeah, it's okay. But it was fun. It was a little different <clears throat> than we've done in the past, and. Uh, you know, I think we've been there once before. I've been there a couple of times, but I think you came with me last time. And like yeah. you said, it was a little more uh, involved. Yeah, no, I mean, it, we obviously we went down there for the San Diego Fed Expo, and that was yeah. the first expo they've had since January of 20, 2020. Yeah. Because everything's been shut down. So it was it was nice to get there and just actually have an expo again. Mm-hmm. And we had no idea what to expect because it was the first one. And California has a little, a little more strict with uh, restrictions in general. San Diego, they weren't shit. San Diego wasn't. No, they they weren't. But it was just nice to have the expo there. There was a muscle contest show there, which was, it was crazy busy. You know, so for overall, the expo was a lot busier than I thought it would be. And we had you come. We had Guy Sister Nino. We had Sergio Oliva. We had Yurishna. Um, Who else we see there? Doug Miller was there. Um, Who else? I know I'm missing some other people. Yeah. Yaksana was there. Yep, Chris yep. Cormier was there. Yep. Brad Castleberry, Brian uh, came down. Brian Ainsley was yes. there. So it was a, it was a good it Brad was a good turnout. Yeah. It was a good turnout, and I'm I'm glad we went down there. And yeah, got, we were kind of dreading. I mean, I had you drag the booth down because you actually drove separate because you had to go do a couple things while you were down there. But you know, we were installing that 20 foot booth, and you guys can see the pictures of it. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of a pain to put together the yeah. first couple times you do it, but. You know, Angie, myself, and and you seem to do it pretty quickly. If somebody did it on their own, it would it would just be yeah. you. You need two people to put that booth. But it was there. great because we were able to whip it up quick, and uh, I thought we had pretty good presence there. I was able to, uh, you know, showcase a lot of the products and give some samples, and you know, a lot of people showed up on Saturday. Sunday was a little slower, but you know, I've been involved with the Fit Expo since two thousand three. So they started with the Ironman in Pasadena, and, and I mean, it's been around since. So I don't really miss many. Uh, unless I'm booked in, I mean, we've been all over Philadelphia, Chicago, Philadelphia, Chicago. They were supposed Jose. to have Miami when the hurricane came yeah. through. We, uh, we, Santa I did Miami, do, Amherst. I do, I did Fort Lauderdale one year. That was the one year they did it. And, uh, you know, I'm always excited to go. I mean, I was planning on staying a couple of days, but I wanted to get back for the Black Friday stuff. And here we are, of course, filming the podcast. So it was, it's just good to be back, you know. Yeah. The fun, one of the funnier parts is, so when we get to the uh, hotel, there's a guy comes up and takes a picture with you. And yeah, with like, a big camera, yeah. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm here with, I'm here with uh, Sierra Canyon, yeah. the basketball team. And I remember, you know, I, I pay attention. I'm like, that's one of the top programs in America. Like, I know they have a bunch of NBA players, teams, you know, kids on the team. And we thought nothing of it. And then what? The next day or something, you're like, yo, man, there's yeah, a bunch I came of guys. Down the, I came down the elevator, and I went to step out, and there was a guy, and he was like kind of like had his arm around a guy, a, one of the young kids. And, you know, the young kid had his hoodie pulled and he had it tied and it was like just surrounding his face like this. But he had an earpiece in. I noticed that. So I came out and I thought it was kind of weird, you know, because I knew that like it was a bunch of kids. Right. Yeah. And uh, 
I came over to you. I said, yeah, you know, I just saw this security guy and you're like, you remember what we were talking about yesterday in that high school? And you're like, look at the first player's name on the list. And it was LeBron's son, you know, Bronny James. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I mean, dude, it, it, not only that, the, the guy came back down later when we were chatting with yeah. him and he said they had Scottie Pippen's son, LeBron's, I guess the cheer, like one or two of the cheerleaders are Diddy's daughter or daughters or something like yeah. that. He said Kevin Hart's sons are there. So he's like, it's, there's a lot of, a lot of important people there. And when you think about it, you know, we, we were talking with Sergio Oliva Jr. about this, and he was like, you know, man, you know, like, my dad is iconic in this, but I don't have to have security because somebody could legitimately look at him and go, dude, your dad's, you know, very famous. He's a billion, he's a billion-dollar brand. Very somebody, controversial, too. Yeah, he is. He has no yeah. problem saying what's on his mind, and it's just – it's crazy that a high school kid has to have security 24 hours yeah, just to be able to go play. Like three or four. Yeah, yeah. he said there's three security people with him at all times, and he said that the shit that he gets every game they go to, it's ridiculous the type of shit that he gets because he's LeBron's son. Yeah, I think he's a junior, so, I mean, he's, yeah. he's, uh, you know, he's getting up there. I know that the whole goal, I mean, I've heard this anyway, is that LeBron wants to try to play with his son, right? Yeah. And it, I mean, it, it's it's legitimate. Possible, it could yeah. happen. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, another two years if he went to the NBA. I mean, what do you think possible, Jay? I think they're going to do it just because it's a. a so that'd be the first thing. time that's ever been done, right? Probably the first time and the only time. It'll but there's a lot of ball players that have uh, sons that end up playing. Ball oh yeah, yeah, that. yeah. But not. Yeah, just just think yeah. about it. I mean, he's, you know, he's he's one of the top years, players. How in many high how many years now he's been in the league? LeBron, 18, I think, right? 18. You know, and he's still a legitimate top five player. And it's funny, we, he had a little controversy this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I know. I saw that. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm watching all these things, and so many people are, like, they're so angry about it. They're like, look what he did, blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, they were jockeying for position, and elbows are thrown. Now, do well, I it think... It was a fist, actually. It was. But, dude, people throw fists all the time. Like, get off me, get yeah, off yeah. me. That, that's normal. Did he mean to throw a fist? Yes. Unfortunately, it hit him in the face. Did he mean to hit him in the face? But he got, no. He got no. five stitches, I think, from yeah. that. So, but Isaiah Stewart. Um, yep. Isaiah Stewart. In for, the, former boxer. Former boxer. I think the problem was. He's only 20 years old. Yeah, he doesn't know any better. But the problem was it happened in Detroit, which had the malice at the palace which was when the fans, when the players went yeah. up in the crowd and fought the fans. Well, you know, it's funny because they were announcing, if you listen to the, to the uh, mm -hmm. you know, all the, the coverage, stay in your seats, stay in your seats. You <laughs> of know? course, because. Stay in your seats. <laughs> and I was listening to uh, Jalen Rose talk about it, and a bunch of the players from that team were in the crowd watching the game. Yeah. They were like, oh, shit, is this going to happen yeah. again? But, you know, it is what it is. I saw he got suspended for a game, and I, I'm not like, I don't have an opinion about it either way. Mm -hmm. You know, they, I mean, they got the league has to make sure nothing bad happens. I I think that they had to penalize him. Yes, uh, did he mean it? I don't think he meant to punch him in the face. No, but I think he meant to, like you said, smack the Absolutely. arms away. So I That's think they, they had to eject both of them, and I don't know where the fines go or anything like that. They got uh, LeBron got suspended for one game without pay. Just okay. imagine how much that is, though. Yeah, we're There's trying to figure out how much. Eight, well, you take 82 games time. Yeah, what's yeah. his salary? 41 million. Divide 82 by 41, yeah, yeah. and that's how much he loses. Yeah. So he loses it. The other guy got, or Isaiah got suspended for two games. That's as far as it goes. The part that sucks is LeBron's getting suspended for the game. 500 tonight. grand. 
Yeah, 500 grand. So LeBron's getting suspended for tonight's game. That's nothing to him. And it's in New York. And that's the only time they're playing there all year. And he's at the end of his career. So think of how many fans bought those tickets in advance to see him. Like, I think they should have said, you're going to be suspended for your next home game. Okay. But those fans there paid obscene amounts of money because it could be his last. Who knows? I mean, I I know he wants to play till his son's there, but something could happen and he might have to retire. Not many people go 18 years. I think (laughs) they should have moved it to... uh, What what do our listeners think of that? Do they agree with you that... They should have suspended him for a home game instead of I the think next. That, yeah. Yeah, that would be game. and and it's a nationally televised game. Yeah, in you know Madison Square Gardens, the the mecca of basketball. The Lakers aren't playing so well this year, oh, though. They so suck. Far, yeah, that's okay. I though. mean, he, we didn't ex- we didn't even know he was back when we were talking about it. We're like, oh, LeBron's. <laughs> yeah, we had no out. idea. And all of a sudden, you see, we were watching the game. You're like, oh, LeBron's actually playing right now. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think. And he the was. Celtics, of course, blew him out. So. No, they uh, didn't. Right. Oh, oh, the Celtics. Yeah, Celtics. Did. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they won against and, the Pistons, yeah. yeah. Um, so we're wrapping up the end of the season. I know we, we thought there was only one show because the Spain show is coming this Sunday. Uh, there's, which two is, more, there's two more shows after So the weekend. Spain show is called what? The, the, big, big, the big Man Weekend. Okay. Yeah, so I know I know um, Amir, who's that 22-year-old. He placed like fourth at the last show. I mean, oh, he's doing it. He's a German bodybuilder. He's up and coming. They just had a thing on RX Muscle about him. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Chris trains him, but, uh, you know, we, we were thinking that was the end, but you mentioned Toronto pros, so Toronto coming. pro, and there's another one in, in, uh, Paraguay. Okay. That's the last one. So obviously no Two one, more. uh, I don't know what we got for us competitors. You just mentioned Ashley K. I is, just saw Ashley Caldwell. is the only, the only really the known person that I've seen doing the show in Spain. Usually someone did it like Rami was going to do it one year. And I think Ian won it one year. What's her record now? She she passed she Dexter. Has she hit thirty? Romania was thirty. Okay. So she's the all-time winning. So all-time Ashley Catswater, uh, former Miss Olympia bikini, three-time, uh, yeah. three-time champ, uh, who got third this year. Yep. Uh, we, uh, you know, we've kind of supported her through the channel. Also, yeah. I mean, she's local, yeah. and she's also a trifecta athlete. Yeah. And you know, it's just look, she's in the history books now. That's crazy, man. She's still doing. Regard. Like I mean, that. dude, thirty wins. Like just think of how hard it was. It's to get a win. It's not easy no matter where you're at, especially in bikini, because think how many com- people are in the show. Some of those shows got 40 girls. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just crazy that they have so many contests now. I mean, back in my era, if you recall, like you placed in the top five at like Night of Champions, which is now New York Pro, or Arnold Classic top five. Olympia, if you were top 10, top you requalified, you know, and now they have this point system and you know, they have made some changes to it. Do I agree or disagree with the points? I mean, I think it was made realistically to, you know, help these promoters to get the athletes, have them competing more. But I think on the on the top-tier bodybuilding level, we've always suggested that it's really hard to peak several times a year. I mean, yeah. I remember when Ronnie said, you know, in 2001 when he did the Arnold and then, of course, tried to go to the Olympia, it was just too much for him. And, you know, I was doing it constantly. I was doing the Arnold and Olympia and – you know, a couple of shows in between. I mean, Dexter competed a lot more. He was a lot smaller. But I just think for the for the bigger guys, it's just really hard to peak. Hence, that's why, like, Hunter and uh, and uh, Nick Walker um, are sitting out and competing. You know, look at Hottie Chupin. He probably won't compete again. It's hard for Hottie. Because the to top get the five requalifies, right? Yeah, it's top five. So, and there's no shows in Iran, right? So, uh, I think I think ideally, like, if, if I was to have a choice, I would um, – you know, once again, I would I'd bring back certain placings at the tier shows um, and definitely, uh, you know, have those as, as qualifying. You know, for the women, it's just like 
what is it t- like for the bikini? Like for example, only 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 the, the f- only the winner, only the winner, so. only the winner, and then a former Miss Olympia. If you got second, you got to go requalify. I wonder how the women feel about it, though. I wonder how the women feel that they need to constantly compete. I I you know I actually listened to an interview Ashley did, and and she was talking. They were talking about the placing, prize money, and the that. The prize money doesn't very much. Yeah. She just said she she agreed with where it's at because, but a lot of the bikini girls, some of those girls are in that shape year round. Even if they're not competing, they're very close to it. Like Ashley stays in contest shape pretty much year round. Yeah. It's just a matter of manipulating certain yeah. things. So some girls, they don't have to go to the measures that the guys do to get that lean. I mean, look, I'm not I'm not by any means belittling a girl that has to get ready mm-hmm. for a show because every person's different. But some of those girls are in, in pretty much contest shape year round. So they can do a lot more shows to where a three hundred like a guy like Big Rami, he can't go do like Ashley, 10, 12 shows in a year. Yeah. It's impossible. He would get, he would just get worse and worse throughout the year. Yeah. I, I just, I just wonder about the point system, how the guys feel about it. I mean, I've never really had a, a discussion about him. I mean, like I said, I thought Sergio and, and like Steve Kuklo, and listen, there's many others, yeah. but like two guys that I kind of followed, those guys should have been at the Olympia. I feel, I mean, I just feel it's two bodies that, that should have been there. Not to say I'm discrediting other people, but mm-hmm. Like, there was so much hype around that. And, you know, it, unfortunately for Sergio, like, he tried to peak too late. And, I mean, we discussed this with his future plans now. Yeah, we and talked to him over He's going to get in a little earlier ne- next yeah. year because he doesn't want to miss that opportunity. But uh, it's just – it's really difficult, man, like, yeah. for these guys to get in and, and manage. Um, so what is it, the top compete. five and then a winner of a show? And then I think the What's top What's the Arnold Classic? Is it, is it Arnold Classic top three or no. – only the winner. Just a winner. Oh, Only the winner. See. So to get in the Olympia, you have to either be a former Mr. Olympia, you have to be top five at the Olympia the year before, or you had to have won a show, and then they take points, and the top three point people get into the Olympia. Yeah, so, you know, you know why I don't like it. I'm going to tell you why I don't like it as much. And you know, when I did, I remember when I did like Night of Champions and. Uh, like when I did Arnold, like they covered the flights. It was invitation, right? So when it was invitation, like uh, for the Arnold, they they covered the flights. The Olympia covered the flights. But like you go to these shows, it's really, really difficult financially to fly yourself there. So when they have a lot of these qualifying shows, like we, they have Spain and they have Prague and they have these other, and you're having to cover the flights to yeah. go there, plus hotels, plus the food expense, different culture, like, it makes it really difficult. So if you can't get in those shows in the U.S., you know, it, it just limits, you know, what, you, what you're able to do. And some of these guys financially can't afford it. I always, I always say for any athlete that's going into a show, just budget three grand just to do it. Budget three think grand. It's, between think flight, that's enough? Flight, hotel. Yeah. It, it, and that's if you're flying economy. And a lot of guys don't have a sponsor. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Listen, most of, I mean you're going to fly economy. I, mean, I have always flew economy up until... I became like the biggest name. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I still to this day, like I'll still budget flights and say, was it worth it to fly this or that, you yeah. know? But you look at it like, let's say you're going to go do a show in Idaho. Yeah. You know, depending on where you're flying from, 500 bucks for a ticket, you're going to bring mm-hmm. somebody with, it's $1,000. You're going to stay at a hotel that has to have a kitchen. You're going to have to rent a car. Not Uber isn't always, doesn't always make sense if you have to go to the grocery store every day or you have to go to the gym twice a day or, you know, you start adding it up. Between those costs, the rental car, the food, the tan—if you don't have a tan sponsor, it you can just budget about 
three grand. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't the availability. So when I turned pro, it was like, okay, you do the Night of Champions, right? And then, or you, you know, the next year you do the Arnold if you place well. You, you know, first thing is like you have to win the NOC, and then you're at the level where you can go to the Arnold Classic, and then of course the Olympia is the big one, right? And then they have the European Tours after, which you know that was part of the whole thing. But I think that was covered. Like the promoters would cover many of the guys to travel yes. there, at least the top names. Uh, so I think, you know, for me, uh, it was a lot less contest, which now, I mean, look at, we, we don't even know about, there's a lot of hidden contests. I had no there. idea that Prague show was, was yeah. I mean, not Prague, I'm sorry, the Paraguay show yeah. until I looked up the schedule before we started this. I was like, shit, there's, you know, they still the masters USA. So there's yeah. a pro shows for like the masters. There's a pro division in that, right? Yeah. There's and a couple uh, shows that have yeah. master pro, um, or and you get a pro they, card, but nationals yeah. is coming up too. And, and, uh, you know, that's obviously the biggest show that everyone seems to be working towards. Probably what we saw this weekend at the Fit Expo, people were yeah. trying to qualify to be, but they're get trying their to pro qualify status. for nationals yeah. to get their pro status, which you turn pro at. Yeah. And, and you know, I want to touch a little bit on, uh, you know, old school versus new school, too. There seems to be a lot of discussion. And, mm -hmm. you know, lately I've been seeing some rumblings about how, you know, the older bodybuilders, it's kind of an ongoing thing, but like how they feel about new age bodybuilding. You know, there's been a lot of, uh, negative stuff about that mm -hmm. where I think, um, you know, I just hate to compare generations mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I feel that definitely things have changed in a good way and a bad way, obviously. Of course, both. I just feel when Joe Weider, like uh, when he had the Olympia, you know, I've mentioned this before where it was like, you had a contract under Weider and your whole goal was to get to Mr. Olympia. So it didn't matter. You had to compete as many times as you could in order to qualify and get into the Olympia because he wanted all his roster in the Olympia. Um, but you also had a contract, so you were paid by the organization, meaning like, you know, the guy who hosts the biggest show of the year, uh, he you were able to, you know, be paid to compete. Like, that was your job. And it wasn't a huge salary. Like, Joey It's enough to, paid. to pay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we talk about budgeting for show, And, you know, they covered expenses and, and whatever else if there was expenses. Um, but I think now, like, a lot of people are looking and criticizing the physiques of how the, much bigger the guys have gotten. Mm -hmm. You know, how do you feel about that? You know, I think it just depends on the individual because there were, even when you yeah. were competing, there were just Monsters, there were guys yeah. just as big now. Nasser, you, Ronnie. John Pierre Fuchs. Yeah, the, the, those guys were approaching three. Ronnie yeah. was approaching 300 pounds. So I know they'll look at some of the guys now and go, look at how big they are. They were just as big back then. Yeah, but you I'm know? talking like the eras before, too. Yeah. Like Robbie Robinson errors, Frank. Yeah, Gaines you see you see Arnold a lot of those guys and, seem angry about it. And I don't know why they're angry. they could be angry just because the finances weren't there and there's there's more avenues to make money now where there wasn't then. But but once I want to say once Lee Haney came in, the physique started getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. You know? Now how yeah, how he heavy was, was Lee Haney? Two, I think it was two sixty his last Olympia. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, come on. I mean, Phil never hit two sixty. Yeah. You know, Dexter never hit it. You did, but when I was still my best at 255. Exactly. So your best shape was there. And Ronnie Coleman's best shape was in the 250s. Yeah. You know, obviously he got bigger along the ways, but people can go I mean, back. I think now they see the big Rami, you know, and he's 300 pounds. And, yeah. you know, they look at Nick Walker, who's, you know, young and, and really big. But, I mean, listen, we we're all big. Like, yeah. you know, Walker's, I mean, he's, what was he, 240-something? He was in the 240s. But, look, yeah. he's about the same height as Rolly, and yeah. Rolly's still got, you know, I mean, at his peak, Rolly still probably had 20 pounds on him. 
You know, I just feel like there's not a lot of huge new names that are all fighting for the crown. You still have like the Bonics and, you know, Hottie's been around a minute and Brandon's been there for a minute. And of course, Rami. So until we see the new blood come in and the new blood, I mean, like, you know, Sergio, Nick Walker, um, Ian Hunter. None of those, none of those, the new blood guys have challenged Yes, the, the top. The top yeah. I see what you're plus, saying. Yeah, like yeah, they're they're like Hunter got in that top five, mm-hmm. but he wasn't a threat to Rami yet. You know, Nick wasn't a threat to Rami yet. Regan isn't a threat to Rami yet. So there's nobody there that's threatening that that may or even Brandon. They haven't threatened those guys. But I think this next year, I think you're going to see some of those guys pull forward. And I think I don't know which one it'll be, but I do think you're going to see some of those young guns actually get compared next to them and and push Rami, or Hottie or look, Hottie could still push Hottie's Hottie and Brandon still push Rami. But yeah, it's just unfortunate because we got two guys, you know, that miss a lot of publicity because they're not here. And that's yes. Rami and Hottie. Yes. They're both overseas. Like we don't get to see as much. I don't, I don't see as much on social media, like no showing the personality as much. Like this is what I do on a daily basis. Like I, I think about what I put on Instagram and what I put on my DVDs. And it was like, Here's me with the dogs. Here's me driving to the gym, yeah. like show, showcasing the workouts, which we'll see here and there. But we don't see like moving around in public. We don't see them at expos or or necessarily meet and greets where we can sit and, and visually like watch how it goes down. So I think that tends to hurt uh, the top tier bodybuilding. It hurts bodybuilding in general, to be yeah. honest. It does. And if I can be suggestive, like I always encourage everyone to get on their media and like showcase everything, right? Yeah. That you know, you'd be shocked at what people want to see, you know? I mean, I talked about how I put the plates on on the machines and, you know, things I talked about, the little just tweaks that you do in order to train correctly, but also the nutrition, like the nutrition's everything. Like we go to this expo this past weekend and all I'm talking about is like people like, I want to get bigger, I want to get leaner, I want to get, you know, I want to get in shape. It's all diet. And you know this. I mean, you just went through a diet phase, you know, prior. We had, yeah. you know, a little verbal challenge going on. And I said, man, yeah. I want you to drop. And you dropped, what, 30 pounds? Yeah. And it was all nutrition, right? Of course. I mean, you did cardio on a daily basis. cardio and yeah. just, just clean up your diet. But just cleaning up your diet and eating on a more of a sequence and cutting out, like, the bad stuff. Yeah. Look how much your body transformed, you know? So, I'm actually I'm actually going to do it again. I, I went into the system and I ordered. I had Trifecta. It's going to send yeah. you. Have, you have a certain amount of meals coming through. And I just, I know I consume too much food in, per sitting and I need to spread it out. So I'm just going to have them do it for me. It's amazing to think back, bro, what we didn't have meal service. <laughs> like people are shocked. Meal like, service was going out to How eat? did you do it back in the day? And I mean, I remember just carrying coolers. I would have a cooler and I would have a piece An of, igloo. I, I would have a piece of paper like this and I'd have my name and address and I would tape all four corners on the top of a cooler and I would, I would tape the cooler. And I would ship it under the plane like it's a piece of luggage. Yeah. And it would have all my food prepared for like yeah. wherever I was going for four or five or six days or whatever. And I, like I said, I had the foreman grill. This was prior to like, you know, I didn't like, I always never liked microwaving food. And, you know, I'd plug in that foreman grill and I had everything. I'd have tin foil. So I'd put it all in tin foil. So it almost like heated, you know, yeah. instead of, you know, having plates or whatever. And I would eat the food out of the tin foil. Now people do it out of Tupperware or whatever. They hit heat, heat up with a microwave. Now you but. can just go online and order the food that's delivered to your yeah, hotel. It's, it's crazy, man. <laughs> you know, we had obviously we had Brian Shaw on our last podcast. Mm-hmm. Brian Which still does tremendous, that. By the way, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Oh, yeah, that. yeah. The, the comments, so many people. 
I told him for years, you, our guys are so yeah. much alike because obviously I know both of you and I work with both of you and, and I saw the similarities for years and it was finally, it was funny that we actually got to put you guys in front of each other and something I've been saying for two years now, I'm looking at the comments and it's the same thing across the board. Everyone sees a similarity. There's a lot more similarities. We just never got into it. I'm kind of pissed though, because it's like now we, we've kind of put our level to there. Yeah having Shaw on here because I never realized how popular he was. Oh, he's like, he's got a huge following. I mean, people are texting me. I had someone text me yesterday. Like, man, I just saw Brian Shaw was, I'm like, yeah, he was here for three days. Like, Oh, I would have loved to meet that guy. Like he's so humble. Yeah. And I remember someone said to me in the gym, they're like, is he a nice guy? Cause he looks kind of mean, right? He's got the <laughs> shaved head and he's got the goatee and shit. And, uh, he's such so soft spoken, right? Yeah. He's a, he's, he's just a, he's a nice guy. Everywhere we go, like I said, with with his popularity, I think it came from, I think more so, being one on the world's strongest man, which is on ESPN and CBS. That gives you a platform. But he's been in a lot of, like, commercials throughout the years. The hefty bags yes, and all that shit. But yeah. the, the History Channel, the strongest men in history, yeah. really catapulted him to the average Joe knew him. Yes, Eddie Hall was in yeah. there. And yep. So when, we, so, so when we went to... We did an appearance, like I said, at a Oktoberfest. Mm -hmm. This has nothing to do with strength or anything. This is a bunch of German people getting drunk. And he had 300 people in line. And people just wanted to meet him because they saw him on the channel. I mean, the, the, the mayor of the town met us there. And he's like, oh, my God, I can't. I'm so excited to meet you. I watched all your shows. And you're like, this isn't somebody who's trying to be a strong man or a bodybuilder or a strength. Like, this is just average people. So his popularity goes way beyond you know, it's, it's, he's got mainstream popularity, which it's, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he, and he actually approved teriyaki boy, by the way. So shout out to teriyaki yeah. boy. Yeah. We, we went and uh, ate there. He had he the Jay Cutler bowl several times over and uh, he was like, he man, if they it. had this in Colorado, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd eat here five times Which they a are day. franchising teriyaki yeah. boy. So it's just, no, awesome it was, it was, it was good. And you know, while he was here, he had, you know, he filmed one day. I don't know if you guys want to go look at his, uh, his YouTube channel. He did a buffet all day. Is with it him out yet? I don't know if they've posted that yet, but it's going to come out soon yeah. where they literally went to buffet after buffet after buffet after buffet to see how much he could eat in a day. And I remember was texting him and said, hey, how did, how did the first one go? He's like, I feel terrible. This is a bad idea. <laughs> but he's, I mean, he's had some eating challenges on there where he'll I consume couldn't do that. I couldn't do that thousand shit. calories in people a People loved it when I said, you know, I could fuck with your meals, you know. <laughs> I know so many people yeah, come. Yeah. So I could have back in the, you know, remember how yeah. much we used to eat. You yeah. Know, no, you, I, think, I think he... I think like when he was trying to get as big, big as he was, a little more extreme, you know, ten to twelve thousand a day. That would probably be no. I mean, could you have done it? Yeah, but you yeah, would have forced I mean, it. Yeah. You know, you you weren't eating. You know, basically, I was six, clean. Yeah, I was you weren't eating, eating sixteen pounds of, of meat no. per meal. That's I mean, sixteen ounces. ounces. Yeah, that's a lot. You know, it's a lot for anyone to digest. But all right, way. let's let's get to some questions, guys. All uh, right. Because we yeah. do have a few good ones here. So today. the first question it says, "What's your favorite part about traveling to Australia?" And what's your favorite gym to train at in Australia? Doherty's gym, for sure. Got a shout out Doherty's. It seemed to be one every location I went to, uh, every city. But um, what I like is the people. I like the weather. Um, I like the country. Um, I have great memories there. You know, I was able to tour there quite Many often. Times. Yeah. yeah, and, uh, you know, we went for the expo in Melbourne quite a bit for the Arnold. Yeah. I just love the vibe, man. Yeah. I love, I love just spending time there. Sydney was awesome. I mean, to spend time in Sydney. I mean, for my first trip ever was 2000. I went with Dexter Jackson, uh, 
for nutrition systems over there, my buddy Danny. And uh, it was good. You know, it was a good time. And, uh, you know, it just it's just an enjoyable place. I mean, it's it's the bucket list, like, one of my favorite places for sure. One of my favorite places in the world is Perth. Yeah. It's, it reminds me of, like, Southern California. Yeah, yeah. It's just got nice weather. It's just laid back. It's little, like little more, a little less busy, right? Yes, less busy. And I know it's the last... It's the last city before you go to Antarctica. Yeah. So it's kind of it takes like a, a lot fisherman. longer to get there. You land yeah. in Sydney and then you have to fly. It's another over. five hours. It's like, it's like flying, flying across flying. the U.S. Yeah. yeah. So it's another five hours. That was my favorite. The worst part about going to Australia is that damn flight. Yeah. It's long 16 hours. Yeah. <laughs> so next question. Big, big fan of the podcast. Um, I have a question you guys could bring up on your next show. Have you ever used foam rollers? And if so, what's the best application for them? I don't know what you mean by application. I don't know, maybe legs, arms. Oh, okay. Like maybe, yeah, know, of so course like. I use foam rollers. I mean, I used, you know, I, I don't want to say fiberglass because they say, but I used like a plastic roller too because my muscles obviously, you know, were so dense. Like I, I used all sorts of stuff. But I would do my hip flexors. I would do my quads, my hamstrings, my calves, um, my lats. I would roll. Um, I did everything, like basically just to keep the muscles more pliable. I mean, I see a lot of people in the gym prior to training, yeah. you know, rolling out or whatever, but I always did it after, you know, if I was training legs, it's like, I always wanted to loosen things up after, keep the blood flow going through there, break up any scar tissue that might've, uh, you know, happened during the training or, you know, just to keep the lactic acid flowing through and from, you know, migrating too much. I think, you know, I also did saunas, but I think, I think realistically, uh, you know, I went back and forth between foam rollers and uh, like a harder roller. And I see now they have more of like the, with the notches. They had those at the Fit Expo. They got the notches. Yeah. On and they have vibration ones and everything else. But I, I always suggest, you know, a few days a week. I mean, I get up in the morning, I stretch and I sometimes foam roll on my, on my quads, you know, because obviously when I'm doing cardio, it's more my legs. Next question. I want to know what you and Jay think about crypto and will you invest? Um, I'm invested somewhat, yeah. but not heavily and you know it's one of those things where there's a lot of uh there's a lot of like controversy on which ones are the best i know you've you've kind of screwed a little bit with the coin with the a little bit all coins and whatever but you know i have bitcoin ethereum i do own some of that but i think i think you should have some in your portfolio but i think we lot we talk a lot about hard assets you know you just went and bought a watch this weekend you know yeah. you're a big watch guy i i'd rather I hate like I I want something that I can if it's not in your pocket or in your hand you don't own it, and I think it's it's good to look at. Um, yeah, <clears throat> you know I think that, you know I have a financial advisor and he actually has Bitcoin. Um, he's had it for quite some time. He he's not a big believer in like hey take everything. I mean I read this morning that Odell Beckham Jr. is going to take his whole salary from the Rams in Bitcoin. Did you see that, J Mac? Did I you see that? Yes, yeah, I, I texted that. you this morning. Yeah. I don't know if it's good or bad. I don't know yet. I don't know if that's just like a, a pump up thing or, you know, I, I sure he has a lot of extra money, so I don't know what his contract even is, but um, it's, it's one of those things. I, I think Bitcoin's, you know, it is somewhat in the future, but will it be regulated? That's the thing. I think it's, it's going to work, but will the government regulate it? That's if, the question. If it, if it becomes that strong, and I know people say the government can't touch it, blah, blah, blah. Yes, they can. Mm -hmm. they, there's always a way to get their hands on it. Whether they ban it, whether they put some crazy tax on it, somehow, some way, you're going to have to do something with it. Like like I, I was listening to what Peter Schiff and uh, what's his name? 
on that podcast Logan last week. Paul, yeah. And he's like, well, I can go buy a Lamborghini with it. Yeah, of course. Well, you yeah, can. you can, but you still got to register a Lamborghini. When you go to register it, they're going to say, where'd you get the money from? From Bitcoin. Yeah, like, so, so. You can't completely get away with so it. So if, if the question you're asking me, if, if a promoter wants to hire me to come um, for a guest appearance, I will get paid in Bitcoin. Yes. Sure. Yeah. So, so. yes. Jay, any NFL, MLB, NBA teams ever bring you on to assist on strength and conditioning? Uh, no. No. <laughs> but would you want to? Well, I know you wouldn't want to. I would love to go. Spe- I mean, a lot of those guys follow it, you yeah. know. And no, I meant like they meant like actual coach. Oh, uh, no, no. I, I don't think like my, my conditioning and, and strength training is a way different from a professional the athletic athlete. background. That's completely different. Um, You know, a lot of explosive, more agility, which we don't hand we don't do any of that kind of stuff so it it doesn't really fit and i know some bodybuilders like to to promote the fact that they're agile and i'm sure some of them we all have careers in you know sports backgrounds i mean i was more of a high school player i was not a basketball or football player in college but i think uh, a lot of these guys like love to um have you know a thought that hey I, i could do what these guys do but listen a lot of that's just genetic ability right um i remember i remember tim grover talking who's michael jordan yeah. and kobe bryant's coach just the difference that he had to make in in michael jordan's physique just or just from training between yeah, training. basketball and baseball it yeah. was completely different so what you do as a as a bodybuilder I don't know if it's going to have the same type of applications. None of those guys need to be bigger, yeah. maybe stronger or faster, but that's a different type of training. Mm-hmm. But I still, you know, going and doing seminars and stuff like oh, that. I'd love yeah. to. I would love to. I mean, I'm a huge sports fan. So it says, Jay, Jay, you were a weeder and muscle tech athlete in the past. My question, are professional bodybuilders making more money today or back in your era? I think uh, potentially they can make more money. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, the, hey, I'm going to pay you X to stay home and bodybuild are very few and far between. So yes. it's a lot less than what I was getting paid in that era. Yes. Um, I mean, just alone, I'll, I'll be quite honest. I mean, I had a six figure in, in salary with weeder alone. Um, and that, you know, would be very difficult to get today from a lot of, of companies. Course. So we were, we were very committed. And like I said, the circumstance was different. Like I said, when Weeder paid me, like he had an end goal and that was to get you to the Olympia and he had magazines to explain, like there was no other outlet. So you were exclusive, right? Um, today, social media doesn't allow you to be as exclusive. So the, the end game of getting a, a salary to be say, Hey, you're exclusive to our Instagram or our YouTube. That's not going to happen because everyone has their own personal Instagram. Yes. But what's great is, is you can you can capitalize on your branding. Yes. And this is what I stated from the very beginning, like when I started a mail order is like you become someone, you have a platform, you have a following, you really gotta market yourself. And that's where you gotta get off the couch. You gotta do stuff outside the gym. You need to represent yourself. You need to uh, like let your voice be, be heard and obviously showcase what you do. So I think that like there's way more opportunity to make money now. You just have to obviously have a little more um, enthusiasm to do that. I would say on this, the guaranteed money was bigger than, yes. but the amount of money you can make now mm-hmm. is 
the sky's the limit. Yeah. I mean, there's there's people that have nine figure companies. Because I feel like fitness is big, way bigger than before. Oh, if course. you said to me, the real question is, is Jay Cutler more popular today than I was in 2009 when yes. I won the Olympia? And I'd say yes. Without a doubt. 100%. Uh, more, more people, people have know. access to you. Yes, more people, but it's also the the business has grown, mm-hmm. and it's grown because of the alternate divisions of that have you know been built by bodybuilding, of but of course classic and you know men's physique and the women's, women's bikini and all that stuff. So we're way more recognizable. Social media, YouTube is way bigger now. Um, television is like is almost absent. You know, it's yeah. more like social media, digital. Um, you know, digital advertising. Even, even the Facebook. big networks, even the big networks, they have their own YouTube channel. Yeah. They stream everything. And everything's YouTube. through Netflix and whatever else. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's it's really given a great opportunity. You have to see the time. You have to see, you have to be a visionary to a certain mm-hmm. degree. And you have to see the direction things are going. And you have to jump on that wave and ride it. Yeah. This next question kind of ties into that. Hey, Jay, what do you credit the craziest success for Cutler Nutrition compared to your original Cutler, Cutler Nutrition line? Um, my uh, My involvement. Yes. I think, you know, I, I basically, you know, I formulate, uh, market, have a say in everything. I mean, I, I'm a sole owner of the company. Uh, I have social media. Like I mentioned, I'm much more popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a great team that helps me with the digital marketing and also um, a lot of creativity with um, up-to-date products. Mm-hmm. And I think my flavors are way better. I think the packaging is way better. Um, but me being behind it a lot more and being able to promote it, being able to travel for it, um, not competing and limiting myself to certain times of the year. Um, and listen, having a connection with my fans, you know, and, and being on these platforms such as, you know, this Cutler cast and Jay Cutler TV and, you know, through jaycutler.com, Instagram, everything. I mean, I'm on TikTok and, you know, I get all the age demographics, but you know, I can relate to everyone, which is great. And, uh, you know, it's not limited to bodybuilders, you know, it's, it's more general people. And that's one thing, you know, that I want to say to everyone is like, you know, we've had great success. And of course we're running our black Friday sales on, on jaycutler.com. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be celebrating, uh, this weekend through, you know, black Friday and, and, uh, and Monday also. So two other things to mention, talk about this. Yeah. uh, So this is my, my hashtag legend. This, this beanie is available at jaycutler.com. I'll put the link below. Um, I do have the legend apparel. I have t-shirts. I have sweatshirts. I have hats. Because it's winter. Yeah. And, and it's time to put out, pull out your toque. And then the other thing I want to mention, and I don't even know. I'm just, this is on the fly. Let's talk about, about this little guy right here. And yeah, the bobbleheads have landed. I, have, I actually have a box I just got delivered. We um, have people that have no idea how long <laughs> this has been in yeah, process. So, so it's kind of funny. I'll tell a little short story. So um, this guy was able to reach out to me. And, um, you know, we worked on this. He, he sent this to me as like a, a project. So this is my headband from the uh, Cut Above video. And, of course, it has the spandex and the atomic sneakers. And you can see the Jay Cutler belt right there. Um, but this was a ripped towel, and it's very famous now in a lot of these, these things on, on uh, Instagram. But uh, we ordered them. You know, we went back and forth. I got everything paid. It's funny. I paid in full. And then he said, oh, it shut down. Yeah, because of coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, we had to wait, and now they just showed up on my doorstep today. And if uh, I remember right, this started around March, February, yeah, March. Yeah, so, so these yeah. these bobbleheads, I have. it's a limited piece. They're going to be available on jcutler.com and on the Jay Cutler shop. I'm going to have them. 
And obviously, uh, I'm going to do some, some sort of a package deal where, you know, maybe if you order X amount, you get a free bobblehead. This is great for the desk. This is going to sit on our podcast table and, uh, you know, we'll just ask the uh, the bobble J when if we you want buy one, if you ever something. wanted to, you know, you yeah, can, I can sign it, yeah. smack it. But I can, this. but I can sign it um, where I can sign underneath or just sign here, yeah. and uh, it's going to be a collector's piece. This is a one of one, so it's going to be like the one time I think I ran what five hundred pieces or something. So yeah. once they're gone, they're gone. Maybe we'll do a different one. So make sure you guys check them out. We'll be uh, we'll be announcing the uh, location soon. So what else? That's a wrap. Uh, All right. So, uh, yeah. So episode 14, guys, it was, uh, you know, like I said, another great weekend. We'll get back to you guys uh, next week. I hope everyone has an amazing Thanksgiving. Um, Don't overeat. Uh, Make sure you get your cardio in and uh, make sure you continue to pump those weights because that's what's going to get you through. Travel safe this weekend, too. Travel safe. Travel weekend of the year. Yeah. All right. We're out next week.